Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I'm Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another edition of Women Around the World. We are back for more amazing women and ladies doing some big things. And uh, Annie, though, before we start, I do have to ask you a question. Okay. And I think we talked about this before. Yes. Did you go beyond just your local science fair? Did you at any point go into a bigger competition? I did. Okay. We didn't talk about this part then. Tell me about that. <laughs> I did. I was more, I went to, I, I know I've discussed my spelling bee experience and my geography bee experience. I did go and I, because I loved science fair. However, I think I have discussed this before. I was sort of notorious for, um, I don't want to say thinking too big, because that's what you should do, right? right but right. I would try to do these things that were really difficult to pull off, and I would try to do two of them. So I always <laughs> came with like two projects, and both of them were overly complicated <laughs> in nature. And a lot of times I got disqualified for that, and I kept doing it anyway, uh, because I would just be like, I'm not sure if this idea will work, but maybe this one will. And I could never decide on which idea I wanted to go all in on. So I would do both. And then I swear every time I would have one that I was like, this is the winner. This is the one because they would make me choose which, okay, you can't enter two things. Pick one. And I'd always be like, okay, this one like might not perform as well consistently, but when it does, it does so much better than the other one. And it would always fail every time. Oh, and no. <laughs> the other one is the one I should have stuck with. That makes me but, so sad. Oh, I mean... It makes me sad too, especially because there was this one teacher who was very, she had a very sarcastic nature. And I could tell she was like, oh, Annie has done it again. She can never <laughs> just enter one thing. And she would kind of laugh at me every time. <laughs> but it was okay. I mean, I had so much fun doing it. And I, I'm somebody who really likes puzzles and like trying to figure out things and, and like really sitting with a problem and trying to come up with creative solutions. All that to say, this is a long-winded answer. I did venture out into some like local science fairs, but I never went like, I don't know. I don't know if to state or is even a thing, but like I yeah. I only ventured out in kind of local science fair type things. But it was something that I really enjoyed and really looked forward to, but also was a source of stress. Yeah. So I think I've already talked about the fact the only really good science fair project that I'd ever done was something that a teacher was like, here, just do this and ordered mm -hmm. it for me and, and mm -hmm. sent it home with me. And I think I remember getting a prize. I did get like a third, second or third prize for it. Um, and that's the mm -hmm. only time, I believe that was in the fifth grade. Uh, so that was my, and it was my little sprouts that I was uh -huh. planting and using different types of light to see what was the most effective in mm -hmm. growth. And um, yeah, I can't remember. Just so you know, I don't know what the results were. You remember you won. <laughs> I remember I won a prize. I didn't win yes. it but I wanted right. something. And I just remember uh -huh. it being significant. I was like, it was not my idea. And I just could not understand what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So what was your uh, favorite project that you did? I think that's a good question. I really enjoyed, I built a very elaborate volcano once, exploding volcano. So it was like a much gr more grandiose take on 
your simple, you know, vinegar and whatever, but I like built this volcano and when it erupted, it erupted. Like it caused a scene. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get disqualified just based on that? People were like backing away. (laughs) (laughs) And I made Uh, it like, it was like paper mache, but then I did like this rock base. So it looked like it was made of rocks and the rocks like all went everywhere. Oh no. It was projectile? I thought it was cool. (laughs) No, no one was hurt. No one was injured. No one got hurt during this experiment. Because it was in a, you know, box, um, but it was definitely a more violent explosion that destroyed the whole thing (laughs) that I was anticipating. I was not anticipating it was going to be that violent. And there was smoke like everywhere, like, oh. But I really enjoyed that one. There was a, we had to build like, uh, probably a lot of listeners had to do this. You had to build a cage for eggs out of straws and see who could drop it from the highest. And I came in second in that. And that was one of those that caused me a lot of stress, but also a lot of joy uh, in the end because it worked. I think if it hadn't worked, I wouldn't be saying. <laughs> right, right. If right. you hadn't been successful. Mm-hmm. And you may be asking listeners why we are talking about our fun times with the science Mm -hmm. fair. There's a reason. And that is because we decided to come back into it because I I think between fictional women around the world as well as we did the listener mail, we had a little moment of like featuring a lot of people, maybe uh, a lot of different Mm -hmm. people, including the Olympic stuff as well, uh, that we were going to jump back into the world of women in STEM. uh, And we wanted to talk about the works of Yasmin Yahia Mustafa, who is actually featured, I think, on the National Geographic documentary Science Fair. And by the way, huh. if you've seen the preview for this, it looks like a banger because like these kids are going dancing and having the best time. So, but anyway, she was featured on that because she is a phenomenal woman in STEM. So let's talk about her. Yes. So Mustafa is a 23-year-old Egyptian from the village in the Damietta governorate. With the encouragement from her mother, Mustafa decided to attend a STEM school in Cairo, the Madai STEM School for Girls, which is a newer school that focuses on teaching women to become leaders of the science, technology, engineering, and mathematics realm, anywhere in those fields, which meant she had to travel outside of her home and attend a boarding school. Right. And uh, if you look at any of her biographies or uh, her talking about her experience, she talks about how scary it was to leave home because it was rare for young women to do this. But she was so excited about being a part of uh, science and research. She was willing to do it. Even with all the naysayers, uh, she went forward. And um, it is because of her own experiences in her hometown with the fact that her community used the water from the Nile, which is really highly polluted. Uh, She looked to improve the standard filtration system, which she stated was not clean enough at that time. Even though they were doing that, it wasn't effective. So she did more than just try to fix the system. She went on to create a system which was to burn rice straw to distill and purify the water and was able to produce not only clean water, but biodiesel and hydrogen, which can be used to help reduce air pollution and can be used as sustainable energy. And y'all, she did all of this several years ago at the age of 17. It's amazing. Right? Like, I think about that. I'm like, 17, what was I doing? Oh, probably crying about Jesus somewhere. I feel like that's (laughs) a constant thing for me, but that was a thing. Um, Mm -hmm. 
probably needing therapy. That's the whole other yes. conversation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and with her family and schoolmates behind her, she entered the Intel International Science and Engineering Fair, and no surprise, won with the invention she titled Rice Straw Power. But her accomplishments haven't stopped there, including the fact that NASA decided to name an asteroid after her. So if you've heard of the Mustafa 31910, that is her asteroid, and that is so cool. Right. I want an asteroid, but I have done nothing to earn it, so that's on me. Um, and she is currently going to school at the Middle East Technical University in northern Cyprus, studying petroleum engineering. And she has published a book to tell her story when it comes to her life and love for science and research, with over a million copies distributed to schools and universities to inspire other young women who are interested in STEM. Yeah, and just in case you wanted to know, we mentioned the school that she was a part of. Uh, you should go and research it. There's some amazing things that they seem to be doing, including the fact that they are um, making sure that it's 50-50, like any of these programs are 50-50 in um, boys and girls, so that, that not one is favored over the other. So that's phenomenal, as well as the fact that they are pushing for more education in STEM and knowing that Things like bioengineering are important and making changes in the community. So that's very cool. And yeah, we're excited to see all the amazing things that she will continue to accomplish. And here are a few words from her uh, about the accomplishments so far. She says, what I am proud of the most is not all of that, that being all the accomplishments, but changing the mentality of the people who are refusing the idea of, quote, a girl that will leave her home to join a new school and the idea of, the girl who's traveling alone. Now these people are encouraging their children to do the same. And this makes me more than proud. And I love that. And I hope she does know that this is so inspiring uh, for Mm -hmm. so many in the fact that she took a chance. Mm -hmm. And I love that her mom was super supportive about that. And and she even said too that her father who had uh, died when she was young was someone who really instilled into her like being accomplished and asking questions um, and researching. And, and I think that's such a beautiful sentiment as well as the fact that she talks about the friendship she has in this type of field and all of them encouraging each other to do better and keeping yeah. up with the projects and, and taking chances in things like entering contests when you think, oh, this is an international contest. I can't win. But she did, and she killed it, obviously. Yeah. No, it's so inspiring. And I've just seen so many stories of young girls and young women recently who have made these inventions, especially when it comes around, uh, comes to climate change and sustainability, that I'm so impressed. Right. Just amazing. Amazing work. Amazing things happening all (laughs) around. And very, yeah, inspirational to new generations and people who are watching and thinking, ooh, maybe I should try that. Or maybe I can do that. (laughs) Well, as always, listeners, if you have someone you would like for us to focus on in these segments, you can email us. Our email is stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Stuff I'm Never Told You or on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Also an inspiration. Oh, yes. <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. Stuff I'm Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 